Hi everyone, welcome back to Sisters in Crime. With Halloween this weekend, I wanted to give you all a spooky episode. I was actually told about this individual by my boss who also likes all things spooky and true crime. Today, I'm going to be covering Elizabeth Bathory, who was a Hungarian noblewoman and a serial killer. She was born August 7th, 1560, into a very prominent family who owned land in the Kingdom of Hungary. Her very well-distinguished family includes kings, cardinals, knights, and judges. She was beautiful, wealthy, received an excellent education, and held a stellar position in the social class. There is a lot of fiction that intertwines with the facts around Elizabeth, but one thing is true. She was a legendary vampire who is only outrivaled by Count Dracula. Oh. During my research, I found where it was believed that one of her uncles instructed her on Satanism, while her aunt taught her all about sadomasochism. What is sadomasochism? Well, according to Google, it's a psychological tendency or sexual practice characterized by both sadism and masochism. <laughs> okay. That's like saying a red apple. Well, it's actually a red. It's it's an apple that is red. <laughs> Can we use that in a sentence? See, so sadist. So sadistic, meaning I think that you like to harm others. Okay, hold on. Um, according to Google, it's the derivation of sexual gratification from the infliction of physical pain or humiliation either on another person or on oneself. Okay, that's what I thought, but wasn't sure. Yeah, so around the age of 11 or 12, she was betrothed to Frank Natasty, who was of another aristocratic Hungarian family. Nearly a year or two later, Elizabeth basically hooked up with this lower order guy and ended up getting pregnant. Oh, juicy. So this was a serious no-no. Nadaste was so angry, it was reported that he had the lover castrated and torn to pieces by dogs. <gasps> oh, wow. <laughs> the child was a little girl and was quietly hidden from view until Elizabeth and Nadaste were married in 1575, making Elizabeth 14 at the time when they got married. Holy shit. <laughs> <laughs> so because Elizabeth a lot going on here. <laughs> because Elizabeth outranked her husband, she kept her last name and Natasty actually hyphenated his name with hers, which was kind of interesting at the time. Yeah. Um so That's I read interesting, I feel like especially for that time. Right, exactly. So I read that Natasty was an ambitious soldier, so he was gone a lot and he really like wasn't around too much and but i also read that he had built a torture chamber in the castle they lived in to please elizabeth and it oh, was this built is to like her 50 shades of gray right and it was built to her specifications wow her torture room included no i'm sorry her torture included jamming pins and needles under the fingernails of her servant girls um tying them down smearing honey on them and leaving them to be attacked by bees and ants Oh, okay. So yeah, I didn't really get so that. So this at is first. like the sadomasochism <laughs> yeah. part of her. Okay. 
Yeah. So I also. This was not what I was thinking at first, but. I also read that her husband participated in his wife's cruelties, but may have restrained her impulses like while he was around. Um, And it wasn't until he died in 1604 at the age of 43 when she really let her fantasies um, in her mind take place in real life. So after his death, word spread through the town about her enjoying the torture and killing of young girls, which usually included her servants at the castles and young daughters of the local peasants. Wow. But these girls weren't enough for Elizabeth, and she started preying upon girls who were sent to her by local gentry families to learn good manners. Okay, so she was only torturing young girls then, basically, right? Yeah, and so if, for those of you who don't know, gentry meaning like high, class, high social class. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, she would drink the blood of these girls, thinking it would preserve her youthfulness and her good looks. Elizabeth would be found stabbing her victims or biting their breasts, hands, faces, and arms, cutting them with scissors, sticking needles into their lips, or burning them with red-hot irons, coins, or keys. Wow. (laughs) Lizzie girl. (laughs) Some of these girls were beaten to death and some were starved. I also read it was possible that she bathed in their blood, but that could be fiction, as I indicated at the beginning of the story. Like, she, I think she bathed in them to like hopefully preserve her youthfulness just the reason why like she drank their blood yeah except she could get all of their their diseases yeah not saying that they were nasty but yeah yeah. (laughs) it wasn't until these young girls of a higher class went missing that the king started to care (laughs) okay okay (laughs) because of elizabeth's high-ranking family members it was easy for her to get away with her fetish and a Lutheran minister finally said enough was enough and went to the Hungarian authorities, who eventually began an investigation in 1610, about six years after her husband's death. So she, I mean, she really let her fantasies run rampant. And so did the whole country for six years. If he really, you know, made it to where, if he really reeled her in and kept her reeled in. Yeah. And then, you know, she let her fantasies run rampant for six years. That's a long time. To be doing Those this. are some serious fantasies. I know. In December of that year, Elizabeth was arrested, and so were four of her favorite servants who were accused of being her accomplices. They were all tried and found guilty. Three of them were executed, and one served life in prison. Elizabeth, because of her high-ranking class and her family's connections, was not put on trial. Instead, she was sentenced to a solitary confinement in her castle in a room with no windows. She died four years later in 1614 at the age of 54. So, because because of her high-ranking status, like, oh, we're not going to execute you. Like, we're not going to, you know, take you to the guillotine or, you know, hang you, whatever they did. And guillotine. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Whatever they did in, you know, the early 1600s, they're like, oh, since you have all these high-ranking people in your family, I guess we'll just shove you in a tower and call you Rapunzel. That's messed up, but also that happens today, I feel like, still. Yeah. So, that's the story of Elizabeth Bathory. Kind of short and sweet, but I wanted to, you know, kind of give you, like, you know, a little spooky episode. And before I move on to the next person I want to talk about, I do want to kind of pause and say that we do have a listener that is actually making 
episode inspired cocktails and we're gonna actually post those on our instagram page and um, what we would like to do for some of the upcoming episodes and some of the drinks that he'll make for those we'll have those like on the show and we can kind of explain them and how they taste and we can always put the um recipe up on our instagram for you guys to try as well that is so awesome i know i'm really excited to do that because um Kate and I, we love trying new drinks, whether they be alcoholic or non-alcoholic. We just like trying new things. And actually, if there is any type of drink that you would like us to try, whether it's beer, whether it's a cocktail, whether it's a non-alcoholic beverage, you can do so. Actually, you can go to the link in our um, in our bio of Instagram at Sisters in Crime Pod, Sisters, the letter N, Crime Pod. And it's called Buy Me a Coffee. You can click on that link. Um, it actually, I think I, I wrote it down um, in the little link as buy, a bev- buy, me a- buy us a beverage. Can't talk. But the, uh, the website's called Buy Me a Coffee. So you can get on there and buy us a drink. And in the little notes, you can put down what you would like us to make and try for the show. So that's a little something neat and engagement for you guys. Yeah, shout out to the listener making us the drinks. That is amazing. Yeah, his name's Cam. So thank you, Cam. Cam, you the man. (laughs) (laughs) Moving on to the next story I would like to tell you is about Vlad the Impaler, or you may know him as the inspiration for Dracula. However, Dracula is a purely fictional character that was created by author Bram Stoker in 1897 that has inspired countless horror movies, television shows, and other vampire tales. Vlad III was the prince of Wallachia, which is a region of Romania. He was born in 1431 in what is now known as Transylvania, which is the central region of modern-day Romania. His father was Vlad II, Dracul, ruler of Wallachia. Vlad II was granted the surname Dracul, meaning dragon, after his induction into the Order of the Dragon, a Christian military order supported by the Holy Roman Emperor. Oh, that's cool. I never knew that. Um, Wallachia was situated between Christian Europe and the Muslim lands of the Ottoman Empire, which was frequently the scene of bloody battles as Ottoman forces pushed westward into Europe and Christian crusaders repulsed the invaders or marched eastward toward the Holy Land. So you have these two empires, basically the Christian crusaders and the Ottoman empire battling to take, you know, over each other's land and all of that. So mm-hmm. when Vlad II was called to a diplomatic meeting in 1442 with Sultan Murad II, which is, um, he was of the Ottoman empire. He was like the ruler of the Ottoman Empire. He brought his young sons, Vlad III and Radu, along. But the meeting was actually a trap. All three were arrested and held hostage. Vlad II was released under the condition that he leave his sons behind. Both sons were held under the Ottomans and were actually treated quite well compared to what a normal prisoner of war would have experienced at this time. Both brothers were tutored in science, philosophy, and the arts. And Vlad III became a skilled horseman and warrior. Which is like really interesting. Yeah. So nothing like a um, vampire. (laughs) Yeah. So this is actually true. I did read that they might have been tortured. I'm not for sure. I mean, there's because this is in the mid 1400s, it's hard to know what's fact and what's fiction. So 
read that sometimes they were tortured, sometimes they weren't. I'm sure there was some kind of torturing, but not as bad as what you would expect. So shortly after Vlad's father and brother's death, he was freed from the Ottomans and his reign of blood began. In 1453, the city of Constantinople fell to the Ottomans, which threatened all of Europe with an invasion. Vlad led forces to defend Wallachia from the invasion. He was victorious, and legends hold that he personally beheaded his opponent in a one-on-one combat. Oh. Even though Vlad won his battle, Wallachia was still in a ruinous state due to the constant warfare and internal strife caused by the feuding Boyers. And Boyers is a member of, like, the highest rank, and they're second only to the ruling prince. So boyers were like right under vlad vlad was okay and then boyers were right under there so to consolidate power vlad invited hundreds of them of the boyers to a banquet then stabbed and impaled their still twitching bodies oh (laughs) this is where he was known as vlad the impaler so what is impaling Impaling is a particularly gruesome form of torture and death. A wood or metal pole is inserted through the body, either front to back or vertically, through the rectum or vagina. The exit wound could be near the victim's neck, shoulders, or mouth. In some cases, the pole was rounded, not too sharp, to avoid damaging internal organs and thereby prolonging the suffering of the victim. The pole was then raised vertically to display the victim's torment. It could take hours or days for the impaled person to die. Oh my gosh, that's brutal. So, (laughs) Vlad's victories over the Ottomans were celebrated throughout Wallachia, Transylvania, and the rest of Europe. But Vlad also earned a much darker reputation. On one occasion, he reportedly dined among a veritable forest of defeated warriors warriors writhing on impaled poles. So, um, he dined in a forest of impaled individuals oh so like he that, so was kind of tormented <laughs> yeah, yeah that's where the vampire i think that's where that through. author got that from yeah so basically he impales all these people and was like all right let's have dinner like huh <laughs> huh uh-huh. <laughs> it's not known whether tales of vlad the third Dipping his bread in the blood of his victims are true, but stories about his unspeakable sadism swirled throughout Europe. Dipping his bread in the blood of his victims. Okay. (laughs) It's estimated Vlad had killed about 80,000 people through various means, and that includes the 20,000 people he impaled and put on display outside the city. That is a lot of people. I know. That is a lot of people. That is a lot of people. He So when the Ottoman Sultan saw this, he was so repulsed by the thousands of decaying bodies being picked apart by crows that he retreated back to Constantinople. <laughs> Thanks, Katie. <laughs> yeah, no problem. So, yeah, I think I would retreat too. I mean, imagine coming upon this city and seeing just rows and rows of impaled people being picked away by crows. Yeah, I literally <laughs> but can't even fathom that. Unfortunately, all good things must come to an end. And um, Vlad, that's me being sarcastic. Vlad yeah. was we beheaded. <laughs> Vlad was beheaded during a 1476 march to a battle with the Ottomans. 
The soldiers were ambushed and Vlad's head was reportedly taken back to the Sultan of the Ottomans and was displayed above the city's gates. Wow. So that's another little tale, little spooky tale for you. Those are interesting. A little history episode. And next week we are going to have a full length episode. I think we're going to do the St. Valentine's Massacre and have yeah. an episode inspired cocktail to go along with it. Yeah, we are. Bombs up, bitches. <laughs> <laughs> I wish each and every one of you a very happy Halloween. Stay safe. Stay spooky. Stay and spooky. We will see you next week. Next week. Bye, everyone. Bye. Bye.